country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. In fact, that's a bunch of malarkey. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans. And this is so important to me. You've just tuned in to the greatest podcast nobody's ever heard of. DNR Radio. That's right. Welcome to episode number 25, the 25th episode of DNR Radio. Holy crap. It should have been episode 28 or 29, but it's only 25. Get over yourselves. Hey, welcome. I'm Russ. That's Dark Side. Working about 90% of the bugs worked out. We're doing all right now. Well, we're getting there, right? So, yeah, we're cruising. We, we sound good to each other. That's all that's important right about yeah. now. <laughs> we're, yeah, when we play it back later for the people, it's probably going to sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> like, listen, dude, if that's the case, I'm Mickey, you're Minnie. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I am the spooner, not oh, the spoonie. Yeah. Negative, oh. you're my little biatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'll slap you upside with my bit. So, uh, uh, how you been? Oh, dude, it, it's been one, it's been a roller coaster of emotions up here without you. I, 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 I well, yeah, Paulette, uh, uh, very frustrated today. So yes, it's, I apparently it's everywhere up there. First off it's, it's uh, raining all the time up there apparently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Today wasn't too bad, but yeah, we've been having some, uh, really gloomy kind of weather. Well, I, uh, I was listening to the weather off of, uh, uh, Q104 up there because apparently I'm to their their sweepstakes so i listen at four past every hour waiting to see if they call my name and uh, so, uh radio groupie <laughs> right so uh well you know if i could win a couple hundred bucks hey next time i'm up in connecticut uh but i was listening to the weather and they said that uh that today was the last nice day for the next week uh so i look at you you're yes. miserable for like the next seven days up there Seriously, I didn't even notice it. I've been so off the off the radar of electronics the last couple of days. Like today, it was actually beautiful. I got to do a lot of work on my car and stuff. But um, oh man, I, I would have gotten more yard work done if I knew we were going to get rain. Oh yeah, supposed to, so uh, you know, according to all the weather apps that I'm seeing, it's supposed to be miserable. Uh, and I my my weather is just horrible because it's you know uh, not a cloud in the sky and 75 degrees when I leave the house in the morning. You know. Uh, I hate you. It was it was, it was 92 when I got out of the office today. So it was it was nice. You know, when we were down in South Carolina visiting her mom a couple of weeks ago, it was the same thing. It was, um, you know, like around 80 degrees every single day. Most days, not a cloud in the sky. The entire time we were down there, almost almost uh, almost a week and a half, five minutes of rain. That's all we got. And that was driving to the beach and it was done. It was like one crap cloud. But her brother was down there, my old lady's brother, and he moved to North Carolina, but he was down there visiting in South Carolina as well. And we were just talking about, you know, Connecticut moving, getting the hell out of this crap state, stupid, you know, governor, all that other happy horse crap. And he he nailed, he nailed it right on the head. He said, it is so gloomy up there. It's always so gloomy. Every once in a while, you'll get nice days, this, that, the other thing. He said, but... 
it's just such a gloomy feel, gloomy weather. And as soon as we got home all this past week, it's just been gloomy and crappy. And I'm like, it, it rang so true. Like, man, that dude nailed it. Just there's, sucks, dude. There, there's a reason why people in Connecticut or, or New England altogether uh, wind up having to take vitamin D supplements because it's there's not enough sun. You know, it's it's like Seattle. You, you have no sun. It everybody the the winter doldrums really hit hard in the New England states, and and that's uh, it, it's evident by uh, the fact that people uh, still vote for Daniel Malloy. So you know that just okay. tells you how miserable everybody is. A vitamin D mental deficiency, and think about how much worse I have it because I work third shift. I barely ever see the sun. Oh yeah, the sun's like I, non-existent like, for you. No, dude, when I used to work back at the radio station years ago, uh, the first five years or so that I worked there, I was a third shifter, and we didn't have the kids at the time. It was just me and the old lady. I worked uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., so I'd get out at 6, and the only time I would see the sun was on the drive home. All right, it was like a 25-minute drive back to Bristol. I would get home. I would watch TV in my room, blacked out windows until about nine in the morning. And then I wouldn't wake up until after dinner time, you know, because I had a little bit of a herbal sleep aid working for me. Oh, those things usually work well. Yeah, I heard they work well. Oh, God, it was a wonder. So, but I went years, literally years without seeing the sun, (laughs) you know, during those days. I was as pale as a sheet of paper, dude. (laughs) It was brutal. (laughs) You look like you had bright like, red hair, bright, bright red I really hair. Did. Oh, I, I truly did because there was no pigments in my skin. It was all soaked <laughs> into my hair. It was Albino. Awful. I, was, I was like, I was like a ghost. Developing like, pink oh eyes. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh my god, turn the yeti down. <laughs> and I was like walking, around, <laughs> walking around like a giant fat light bulb. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what I can just yeah. picture it now. You know, you should oh, be and make your own your own schoolhouse rock as a giant fat light bulb. <laughs> just see you dancing up there in a little, <laughs> little light bulb costume there. A big cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be happy to know. Hello, I've boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dark Side on the radio. <laughs> I kept the studio lights real dim, dude. I didn't want to risk getting burned. <laughs> You're sunburned by incandescent lamps. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was so pale. I was clear. <laughs> you can see my veins. And I was like, uh, everybody's like, wow, what the hell's that guy come down with? <laughs> You know, how dark oh, side you lie. <laughs> good. Oh, God. It was those were the days, dude. Uh, and then I remember when I started working the morning show, you know, so I went from third shift to work in the morning show. It was like vampire. I mean, it was cool because the drive in, I had to be there for like 4 30 in the morning. So the sun wasn't up yet. But slowly and surely, the sun, you know, we were on the first floor and we had windows right there to the outside on in Hartford and slowly but surely when that sun started coming up and started creeping into our studio it was miserable i was like you know like kind of like trying to cower away from it (laughs) it took a long time to get used to it dude it sucked and i'm sure i'm sure the uh the the guy that ran that show would just love the fact that he could open those drapes on you every so often Oh, it was, yeah, it was a treat for him. He yeah. thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. really I could just see him doing that. So, 
<laughs> you know, at first he was like, dude, what is your problem? I'm like, it's the sun. I felt like like some kind of evil demon, you know. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, though. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I was hissing like a cat. <laughs> you always, <laughs> always knew you were a pussy, so. Yeah, but um, bump, you're such a dick. Hey, no. Hey, listen, you, you, you'll be happy to know I've turned myself into the best backyard mechanic this side of the Pequabic. Oh, first I off, I didn't even so know you could say Pequabic. You know, what that? Help. No, no, no. It's like, hey, listen, it's like right across the street. Of course, I could say it little pequabic trout and everything all right so so uh, tell me I mean, how you've no. turned into the jiffy lube man and we're not talking about your latest video exploits dude i've been doing <laughs> that's a good one too you're on fire down there you know what the thing is i know what it is you prick you have nothing to do you have nothing but time to sit there you writing these down oh no i should be though right like I should be. Did you hire paid did you hire pedro as some kind of a writer for you no i voted for him though no. <laughs> you've been freaking hammering me <laughs> you're such a dick no, I, I miss listen. you dark side <laughs> no, I know you do big big cyber hug uh, I, um, I, I you know the, the boys turning 16 and I had that blazer sitting on the side of my garage for like two plus not moving inoperable so past fall I decided to fix it up and I was originally going to give it to him to drive. But uh, after I got it all fixed up and, you know, working on it and stuff, I'm like, man, this thing's fun. Four-wheel drive. You know, I used to take it hunting and stuff. I'm like, nah, he, he could have one. He can have something else. I'm going to keep this. But it's uh, one thing after another, especially with a car that sits for so long. Now, I'm not a mechanic. I'm not mechanically inclined, you know. But I could do the simple stuff. I could do the brakes. I could do, you know, tire changes and oil changes and <laughs> wait, wait, wait i like that i like that you can do the simple stuff like the most uh -huh. important component to making sure the vehicle can stop <laughs> yes yeah yeah, yeah. oh I, i'm on it dude listen <laughs> you, you need that car to stop i'm your man i'm the guy i'm like you know everybody says i know a guy i'm the guy park okay. it in my driveway brakes are done golden but well, i charged my air conditioner today that shocked the hell out of me. Didn't think I'd know how to do that. Didn't think I'd be able to figure it out. But that sucker's blowing ice cubes, and it was blowing hot air before I got a hold of it. Best mechanic this side of the Pequabic. Well, when when was the last time that system was evacuated? Uh, we're talking about the air conditioner, right? Right, right, yeah. So we're not talking about your intestines. Yeah, no. I have no, dude, it hasn't run in like, I haven't needed the air conditioner in like three years. Right. That so it was dead empty. Now, so well, I had to go and. It's supposed to be uh, evacuated and vacuum created and then the new stuff put in. You do it every two years. Oh, I just put new, well, I didn't evacuate <laughs> anything. I just put new stuff in it. I just so, like dumped a couple cans of that Freon in it and it's working like a charm. Let's, let's hope that lasts for a little bit. Yeah, uh, advice to all of the listeners out there, DNR land, if you have an air conditioning system, you need to clean it out every once in a while. They recommend every two years. Uh, evacuate the system and get new uh, R134A put in there. But uh, uh, Darkside, he's got the backyard set for you. How'd you just come out with the number like that? R thirty R one thirty four A. Because I'm like a little that. more like, of a backyard mechanic than you know. Yeah, I guess you are. Jesus, dude. Oh, what Paulette Paulette <laughs> I, I never told you. 
Dude, it took so, me like how long is I had to sit there today Google searching what, what kind of free I'm to put in that thing. <laughs> I know. And here you are. I should have just freaking called you, man. You should have. Hey, Russ, what do, what do I need? Oh, dude, that sucks. So so I grew like, up I grew up uh the the son of a trucker, right? And the son of an owner operator truck driver who uh, I spent a majority of my childhood in truck yards. So from a very early age, I knew what a wrench was. So when my father asked for a crescent wrench at the age of eight, I knew which one he wanted. When he wanted a 916th, I knew the difference between a 916th and a, a, a 10 millimeter. So uh, I grew up, you know, uh, doing that. I, we, we replaced the, I helped him replace the transmission in his truck when I was 13 years old. Uh, we put a 13-speed transmission in there. It's just things that I learned over time. And out of all my siblings, I'm the only one that is that mechanically inclined. And Paulette loves that because I replaced the uh, water pump radiator, uh, <laughs> just about the whole front end. Radiator. On, yeah, <laughs> it's a radiator, not a radiator, radiator. It's, <laughs> Maybe down in Texas. <laughs> oh, that's how we say in the real world in Jersey. All right. So, um, oh, oh, all right. So I yeah I I completely uh, I changed the uh, uh, spark plugs in my car uh, and you got to be careful if you have a an SUV especially a Ford guys you listening out there make sure you see foam before you try to take out your spark oh, plugs I just did that today oh my god I just did the sea foam treatment today I, I <laughs> into the air intake and everything it was awesome dude smoked like a bastard it was cool as hell. I'm like, nice, dude. Well, I mean, not not as much as you see on some of the YouTube videos, but there was some smoke pissing up the tailpipe, and it ran <laughs> great afterwards. I'm like, this stuff is a miracle solution. Why didn't I know about it sooner? So they have they have the seafoam for that, and then they also have it's almost like a WD-40 where you can spray it on stuff to yeah. break the rust. So on on yeah. Ford Explorers and the Expeditions, it's recommended that you seafoam you spray seafoam into the sockets where the Spark plugs go. Uh, otherwise, you could crack the ceramic, and you'd wind up having to get a special tool to extract that. And it's only that tool is only good for like two spark plugs, and you got to spend another seventy bucks for another one. So make sure you see foam. Uh, That's your DNR tip idea. of the day. And here's another tip: I got to give quick props to a local business, if I may. Um, Black Bear Auto here in Bristol, Connecticut fantastic such nice guys I, I had a, a code you know them some misfire codes and this that the other thing i brought it to them i mean they hooked it up to their computer they did this they did that i mean they were so so cool about it reasonable prices if you ever have anything uh wrong with your vehicle and you don't want to take it to uh dark yard dark sides backyard shop go to black bear auto they, they'll they're nice guys this is the just a random plug. I didn't tell them I was going to plug them or anything like that. This is just, um, they were very, very helpful with me yesterday. So, uh, so you know, you got to take care of the local businesses. When you when you plugged it into the OBD2, what did it tell you was wrong with it? Lost me. It plugged you in. <laughs> the OB what? <laughs> All right. So when I plugged it into Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> it's it's the onboard diagnostic tool. That's what you plug into the car to right, find listen, out what the code dude, is. Stop. Oh, my God. You do this with freaking superhero movies. Now you're doing it with cars. You're geeking out on me, dude. Chill, man. Come on. You slow down.
down. My brain can't handle this crap. It's, I, it's too late at night. So what was right. wrong so, with the car when they plugged it in? Thank you. Can I dumb it down for Christ's sake? No, well, it, I mean, it still has misfires. Um, but they said that uh, it's the fuel injectors. The old school Chevys used a crappy center injection unit that sprayed it out to these pop-it valves. And he said those things just suck. So the only thing they did recommend that I do in the future is change it out to a multi-port fuel injection system. It's like 300 bucks for the part and then a couple hundred for for the install. But he said in the long run, it's going to be worth it because it's still showing misfires every once in a while. But the, the check engine light was on because of a EVAP um, system, so the EVAP leak. And I took it to AutoZone initially just to have them plug it in to see what the, you know, maybe it was just an oxygen sensor. And they're like, oh, no, it's an EVAP leak. And they tried upselling me to this $170 vacuum uh, cylinder or some crap. I don't know. But I, so, but I didn't buy it. I didn't buy into their crap. So I called up Black Bear, and they're like, no. They're like, bring it down here. We'll check it out. And they said that how they cannot diagnose it like that. They can tell you that it is an EVAP leak. But they can't tell you what part you need. It could be anything from a gas cap to a to a vacuum line. They're like, bring it to us. We'll take care of it. And they did. They were so cool. They just plugged it in. They didn't, you know what? And I'm not saying it was just for me. I don't know if they do this for everybody, but they didn't even charge me to to plug it in and check out the system and stuff like that. They they and they cleared the codes. Everything worked out. I put a new gas cap on. They said that seems like it was the problem. They just had to clear the code out because it wasn't reading anymore. Fantastic people over there. Nice hometown business. Yeah, it is. So <clears throat> the gas cap issue is as prevalent with uh, a lot of cars. Uh, when the rubber degrades in that gas cap, uh, it doesn't yeah. allow for the suction in the fuel system. Uh, you, you know, you know how, how things suck, right? Especially when it comes to gas. Uh, and so yeah. uh, you, it, if, you, if you don't have that, you're going to get an engine code. And usually yeah. uh, un, uh, unscrupulous uh Businesses will take advantage of little old ladies who have that. It's only a gas cap, and they'll charge them four, five hundred dollars. Uh, very, very yeah. nice of them to do that. So we thank them, friend of the show. Oh, it was. And that's one of the things I checked the gas cap right off the bat when I looked it up myself at home. I'm like, well, let me start there. And I took the gas cap off. I looked at it, and the rubber seal on the inside, exactly that. It was all cracked up and brittle. So I just went back to the parts store and picked up a gas cap for like twelve, thirteen bucks, but. You know the the check engine light was still on because yeah you have, you have to, to you have to erase the so, code so yeah so I brought it down there they said it's not reading anymore they deleted the codes they again they did say that I might want to look into changing out the fuel injectors but other than that dude things rocking bro I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneer tire cover on the back and yeah I'm styling that's the loser mobile. So next time you need a Come code on, cleared dude. out, just swing by the house. Paulette's got my reader. You just plug it in, and we can erase the code for you. Yeah. Let me tell you what. <laughs> let me tell you how that's a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Let me, where do we even begin? So the other day, so I have the Saturn that Connor's going to be driving. It's a Saturn View. Nothing fancy. Good safety ratings. Good gas mileage. It's a good first car for him. <laughs> so the battery died the other day. It was dead. Okay. So I says to him, I had to jump start it so I could bring it to the auto store to have a new battery put in. So I, I tell him, I says, hey, kid, come on outside and learn something. You know, show him how to jump start a battery. 
So I'm sitting there like big bad dad, you know, like, all right, boy, this is what you do, you know. Back in my day, son. I've jumped, dude, I've done, I've used jumper cables a thousand times because I've always owned cheap, crappy hoopties. You know what I'm saying? That I've always needed a jump start. So I'm like, I, I got the jump jumper cables on, and I'm like, listen, man, red to red, red to positive, look in the battery. If you don't see the positive sign, look for the red cable. And I'm like going through the whole thing with him, right? I said, never, ever hook him up backwards. That's bad. That's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. What do I do? Accidentally <laughs> hooked it up backwards. Oh my God, dude. Oh, the sparks, it, that freaking thing, the wires heat up like a oven. Yeah. It was brutal. And he's the whole time he's looking at me like, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dad, you hooked it up backwards. I'm like, shut the hell up. My hands are burning. I'm like, shut up, dude. I was like, okay, you know what? You want to learn something? Go, go get in the house. Get out of here. <laughs> go inside. Talk to your mother. <laughs> learn some macrame or something. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to stay alive here. You want to learn something? Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> now, you, you didn't know they heat up that quick? Holy crap, no, dude. It got hot. <laughs> of course. So it, it's it, it's kind of start. the premise of an electric stove, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and the, I couldn't figure out like that I did it wrong at first. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then I look and, I'm, and he's like, you got it backwards. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm like, stand back. <laughs> this thing's going to blow. Thanks for the lesson, Dad. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, though? I mean, like, we've discussed this in past episodes, uh, you know, about my old man when I was growing up. My old man was a wrench monkey. He was a mechanic. Which is what I did. Did it skip a generation? <laughs> yes. I it, it totally did not land on me. Me and my brother, actually. My brother's not good with it either. But that's my old man's fault. And I, I don't blame him for this per se. But here's the thing is that he he was a mechanic, worked at Parsons Buick, worked here. Where, I mean, he was a, that was his job. And for years, years mechanic. And he used to do like the back jo- backyard jobs um, just for extra money. And I remember, you know, being a little kid and, and walking out and he's up there and I hear this plethora of swears emanating from the garage. And I'm like, oh, dad's working on another car. Cool. <laughs> you know? The best way to learn kid. curse words. The best way to learn curse Exalt. words. I learned more swears from him than anything about cars. And so, you know, being the little kid, I'd run up to the garage like, oh, I want to help dad. I want to help dad. And I'd walk in and and he wasn't like a prick to me. Like, you know, get out of here, kid. But every single time he would say to me, if you grow up to be a mechanic, I will break your back. I will kill you. He wanted he did he wanted better, you know what I'm saying? I mean his he had big fat sausage fingers, always had the scum under the nails, and you know, typical typical mechanic. And he wanted better for his kids. But it was to the point where for the most part, you know, kind of like get out of here. You know, he didn't want to get us into that business you know what i'm saying so i didn't really learn much i you know i was like okay well i'm gonna go play ball with my friends you know and i I took off so i didn't get to like you're sitting there saying that you learned how to build a 13 speed transmission and this that i didn't even though he was doing stuff i didn't sit there and, and get the opportunity to really learn that so you know now here i am in my 40s i've got youtube which is a valuable resource for anybody wanting to do anything mechanical. <laughs> you know, it's like, you just Google it on YouTube and you're golden. So 
Our fathers, I think, had a, uh, our parents, actually, I think, a skewed idea of what uh, a good life would be, right? So uh, everybody in our generation, our parents pushed, and, and of course, it didn't succeed with us, but we're pushing on our kids the need to uh, have a college degree, right? You have to go to college. You need that education. You get nothing without that education. And then, uh, you know, I got to give a lot of props to uh, uh, Mike Rowe. And I don't know, you don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't know if you know who Mike Rowe is. Jobs. I uh, love Mike Rowe. He's right. awesome. So he's got uh, the, the Mike Rowe Foundation, and his goal is to get kids back into professions that are, are using their hands, the trades, mechanics, woodsmiths, uh, 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 the blacksmiths, carpenters, you know, cabinet makers, the jobs that uh, uh, we as, as uh, first children and then parents abandoned and, and we are in dire need of in this country. I mean, look at the quality of stuff that's being made nowadays, stuff that we import from other countries. Welders, we, we, we are, we're running low on welders, uh, and, and backyard mechanics are, are coming becoming more and more obsolete as we get deeper and deeper into technology. So uh, getting, getting kids to do those things, and uh, you can make a, a crap load of money doing these things. You know, uh, 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 welders, you can make well over $85,000 a year to start, and, 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 and that's an apprenticeship. So uh, uh, I, I think uh, we, uh, at times, are, are misguided. We mean well for our kids. We want them to do well. Uh, we push them to be better than we were. Uh, but sometimes that being better than we were could uh, be including jobs that we always thought were beneath us. Listen, one of the guys, um, this girl that I work with, her husband, has done a lot of, uh, helped me out with a lot of stuff on my vehicle, helped me put a fuel pump in, stuff like that. He's a full-time mechanic. That's his job. And he was like, a lot of the times when he was doing work for me, he was out of work. You know what I'm saying? He was, uh, he got laid off at the shop he was working at or whatever the case may be. But he has that skill so that he'll never be out of work. He may not be, uh, you know, on the books at this shop or that shop, but he has that skill that's in demand, and you just pull your car into his driveway, and he's able to do the job. He has that physical skill that he can back himself up on, whereas, okay, well, I may not be making a paper uh, paper paycheck from this place over here, but, hey, listen, you need your brakes done? Pull on in. I'll, I'll do it for 100 bucks. You do that a couple times a week, you're making some money, you know? I have nothing to back myself up on. I have no <laughs> manual labor skills. Listen, if I was to lose my job right now and go completely unemployed, I have zero to offer. <laughs> nothing. I'm. See, a, I could be a gigolo. I'm pretty good at that. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many talking light bulbs are in demand as a gigolo. <laughs> Uh, you'd be surprised, but uh, skills. Screw it. Skills. Right, then. I mean, I uh, listen. Speaking of gigolo, I gotta ask you about your shirt. I, I, I you are style. Listen, I, I know you guys out there listening can't see this, but I'm looking at a picture of Russ. He's got this big gold chain on with a big cross, and he's got a black white beater T-shirt on. You are now, so now, fitting in the Texas lifestyle. No, no, hold on, hold on. First off, the 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 yep. chain isn't thick, so I can't. I'm not profiling with that. But you called it a wife beater, right? Uh -huh. 
Is yeah. that politically correct nowadays to call it a wife beater? You know, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, is are I'm we have? Well, I'm pretty sure it's not labeled as a wife beater when you go to Walmart <laughs> to buy a five pack of them. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, ma'am. With spaghetti stain. <laughs> where's the, Where's your wife beaters at? Well, this is why I'm wearing the black one, so you can't see the stains. But uh, uh, prior, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's called. Listen, uh, who am I? Can, listen, look, yep, look. there you go. So, is it a wife beater? I got the gray one. Is it is it a yeah. guinea tea? Because we used to call it guinea teas, because you know, I, I, politically incorrect Italians, well, right? They'd always wear the yeah. the the uh, 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 pants suit. You know, the 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 gym pants. You know the those silky gym outfits, and they'd always have one of these T-shirts on underneath. That would be called it a guinea yeah. tee because the guineas would be wearing yeah. them, right? Us mix, sure. we didn't wear these things. Well, here's the thing, though. What's less politically correct? Well, guinea that's... tee or wife beater? <laughs> I mean, either way, you're treading fine lines. Well, either that, or you can just call them by uh, the, the name that they sell them by, you know, the A-frame. It's you know, Where are the A-frame T-shirts? They call. I've never heard of that. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, it's A-frame. A, yeah, it's an A-frame or a. Yeah, it's an A-frame. I thought they just called them like tank top, tank top under. Oh no, that's that's girls. Like that. That women, women's they call tank tops. I'm not wearing a woman's shirt, dude. Mine, are you, are you I'm sure? sure? Mine was called a tank top. I don't know because your your breastuses are popping in it. Boobs. Yeah, you yeah. do. Look at that nip. Look at your, that nipple. Your breast, the breastuses are looking succulent. Yeah, so thank uh, you. Well, listen, here's a good litmus test, though, to try to figure out the politically correct landscape with what that is. If you send your kid to school wearing it and you tell them what it is, that's where it is. Like, I got the five year old upstairs, and if I was to put him in a wife beater, I can't tell him, you know, I'll tell your teacher you're wearing a wife beater. Oh, <laughs> you know? uh, no, that wouldn't no, fly. because <laughs> <laughs> hold on now. I guess we'd have to go A-frame. <laughs> I, uh, I love these stories that start out, you ain't going to believe this. Uh, so uh, this is, we call them wife beaters in my house. Like Paulette calls really? them wife beaters. So so when she, does Zen have any? That's the point I'm getting to. She's always asking him, oh, Zen, no. make sure you're wearing a wife beater. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you serious? <laughs> That's why. I, love. I mean, you have to keep the generation of you know a political incorrectness going, right? Each <laughs> eight-year-old, it's it's a wife beater. Been calling oh, it dude, that, that for five so years. <laughs> you know? that now, is so wrong. He calls so it a T-shirt. He calls it a T-shirt. Okay, right, so, so, okay. But if she says get the wife beater, he knows what she's talking about. He knows right where to go. That's... <laughs> That's great, dude. Yeah, but but yeah. As long as he doesn't say it to the teacher, though. My my stepdaughter, it's you called know. the T-shirt. So his twin sister, we only refer to it as a T-shirt. The boys' version is the wife beater. The girls' version <laughs> is a T-shirt. Same shirt. Well, they could be sharing them from the it. same package. Hers are yeah, T-shirts. Not gonna call it the husband beater. Well, <laughs> I mean. It is what it is, dude. Although I know some pretty brutal bull dykes that would probably wear <laughs> one and beat the hell out of us. <laughs> and there's another line of political what incorrectness. I, what? Hey, listen, it's a nickname. You know, forklift Betty the bull dyke, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk to her. She'll teach but you how you to do what? it. 
Listen, it's it's a term. It it is what it is. I didn't I didn't create it for God's sake. Hey Russ, would you like a taco? <laughs> oh man, here we go. I have a listen, burrito. I think if, listen, I think if a six year old knows what a wife beat a seven year old, I'm he's seven, right? Hey, no, he's a, a he's seven a, year. Oh, you turned it. I think if, you know if a, if a youth. Like that knows what a wife beater is. We got bigger problems to well, worry about. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, guinea tea, frame, a frame, whatever the case may be, they're comfortable. And you, my friend, are rocking it. I am. Although you yeah. have a very, you have a definitive burn line. Like, a, you can't even call that a oh, tan. It's like it's, right there. It's yeah. Not, actually, this is, I actually have. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny i actually have a red neck it's 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 red all year round man so so they didn't issue that to you when you got oh, to, to texas no, like, i've had your it gun and here's your redneck here's your redneck <laughs> wrap that thing up around there no i've no. always had a red tinge to my neck Oh man, that's oh, funny. It is. Well. Here's the redneck wearing a wife beater <laughs> so, down in southern now Texas. What now, what happens if you go out and get like a sunburn or a suntan? Does it even out? Eating or a does that get even a little redder? <laughs> no, it gets a little redder. Yeah, and yet, but it never oh, peels nice. or blisters. So there's always a definitive really? line there. Yeah, that's it's. Oh, that's cool. It's probably a like sign that I'm going to die of a heart attack or something. But yeah. yeah, probably. Man, the warning sign's been there, it's for right there forever, man. Since he was a teenager. He, he, just, he, he just thought he was made to live in the South. I don't know. I just killed it's like over. When people move, it's like when people move to Bristol, you know, the home, the home welcoming team comes out and gives him a pair of pajamas and a pack of smokes. Here you go. Off to Walmart, you off go. To Walmart. Here's your redneck. <laughs> <laughs> All I need is a cob pipe and a jug of shine. Yeah, I can't complain though. Look what I'm sitting here wearing. I got, well, you, I got you got my, your camouflage. My, I got a camouflage. I got my boonie hat here. I'm like uh, right I'm in front of your American flag. Where's your AR-15, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's all I need, dude. Seriously, next time I'm gonna sling one over my shoulder and do the show that way. I'm down in my little cave, my dungeon of love. Uh, it's all right though. Yeah, I got you know. I'm still <laughs> still in my halfway house. So it looks like we got a place yeah. now. So I went I went looking around. Oh, nice. I went. So it, it looks like it looks like we got a a, a place in the area that we want. Uh, it's a, a little, little pricier than I wanted to pay, you know, uh, but it's yeah. got, it's got, uh, six bedrooms, five and a half baths. It's got a media room with some movie benches in it and surround sound, you know, like a cinema room. You, know, you just put a movie screen oh. or a big screen up on the wall. It's got, it's got a beautiful nice. office with glass doors. That'll be the DNR studio South. And nice, good for you. A really big backyard. It's got thirty foot ceilings. All the floors are tile. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a nice place. It really is a nice place. So for you, that's awesome. <clears throat> good for you. Now, like, are you going to be moving in before they? Because Paulette's going down what in Jul beginning of July? Uh, more towards so, the middle of July. So like okay. like uh, we're, we're shooting be like, moving in there before them or you wait until they come down. No, no, no. So I'm, I'm taking possession of it in the middle of June. 
so I can uh, uh, get it prepped for them, right? So going to have to buy a, a, a clothes dryer, but that might wait. Uh, because of the huge backyard, I may be able to put a 150-foot-long, a 200-foot-long uh, clothesline. And, and in that yeah. Texas heat, which is all year round, those clothes will dry in 20 minutes anyway, so I can set myself a... <laughs> dry, they'll singe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it'll be just as hot as coming uh, out of a dryer, so, you know, it's... Yeah, you put them out there wet and there's steam coming from them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, they're dry, yeah. five minutes later. <laughs> so we plan on uh, you, though, man. investing in a pool and stuff. So I'm meeting with the realtor tomorrow to sign the paper on it, you know, give the application for so and they approved the dogs so it's that's oh, yeah, nice yeah we're, we're we're good all around so uh that's good dude well good for you hopefully i'll be following suit within the next couple of years i i'm telling you i gotta get out of connecticut man well we're, our, our plan is after he gets out of high school two more years we get the hell out of here but ah uh, man if i can get out sooner dude i would be gone I'd oh be you and, and you're about to get killed now if you remember couple of years back it was called the biggest tax cre- increase ever in the state of connecticut it was one of the bag- biggest tax increases ever in the history of the u.s right yeah you're, we're about to get nailed again you're about to get the second biggest if not one that surpasses that one from a few years ago yep yep oh boy that, yeah. seriously he sucks well, it's not Horrible. just it's not just him i mean it's it's it was the 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 house and senate before uh, that that put us in this bind, and now the 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 Republican-controlled Senate really doesn't have much of a choice. Uh, Malloy's going to need some Republican votes to get his budget passed, but the really really he's got no choice but to raise the taxes, uh, either that <clears throat> or just rescind on all of his union deals, which the federal government won't allow. They all, uh, he's he's shoving off the pension plans for police and firemen on the local towns. Which means that your property tax for cars, as well as your uh, tangible property, is going to go through the roof. You're going to be paying at least, you know, almost double for all of your property taxes to pay for the pensions of the firemen and policemen. Uh, well, I mean, if it has to go somewhere, you know, firemen, policemen, you know, it's better than going in the politicians' pockets. Yeah, but you know, double? It sucks that it's happening, but no, I, I listen, I, I don't want to pay double. I don't want to pay what I'm paying now. If I got bail on it, dude, I'd be out. Listen, this blazer we just talked about that I'm, I've been working on fixing up again. Okay, it's a 2002 blazer. It's only got 100,000 miles on it, so it still has plenty of life left. But it's a 2002. We're talking 15 years old, right? I drive it to work proudly. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks about me. Never have. You know, it's it's a car. It gets me from A to B. And there's some people that I work with that have like newer and fancier cars and stuff. And they're talking about how much money every tax season that comes up. They're talking about how much money it costs. Oh, my God, the taxes are killing me. And I look at it like with the blazer, I'm like, I'm only like, you know, 150, 160 bucks for taxes. I don't even want to pay that. So so we'll, we'll put that on the table right there. I don't even want to pay that. But if they were to double it, if it's, you know, uh, yeah. I'll piss and moan and bitch and cry and whine because I will. That's what I do. That's my my traits. I'm a complainer. I will complain about it. But, you know, going to police and fire, 
I mean, you know, I'd rather see the money go to them than lining the politicians' pockets and and yada yada. You know, I mean. Well, first it, off, they need is, to. It is what it is. They need to. They need to rework a lot of those pensions anyway, because you can't. You can't keep doing three years of overtime and get seventy-five or eighty percent of what that three-year average is uh, as your salary, as your as your retirement. Uh, when it was, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars more than what your base salary was, uh, that's that's. But you put the work in. Yeah, does, you put the work in, though. Yeah, okay, but you you get a you should get a pension based upon a percentage of your annual salary, not what the last three years are, right? Why why are you going to give the senior guys? Oh, hold on, it's it's a scam. It's a scam that it they is set a scam. up. Well, then you have to stop because they know they're they're stealing from the system. Well, I earned it. I I worked out overtime, but you weren't entitled to it. It was given to you because we felt bad for the senior guy. Want to make sure that he's taken care of because the hundred and ten thousand dollars you were making to begin with, and you're getting seventy five percent of that as, as as if that was the case, isn't good enough for you. You need to get your three year overtime average up there so that your uh, retirement pension is based on $180,000 a year. So your your okay, your retirement what, yeah. pay right. is more than what your base salary was when you were working. And and that's what's See, allowed. That. And and that's why these yeah. pensions are out of control. It's not because the guys are working and and they're retiring. No. It's because uh, bad investments by the government and because this system allows them to rob us blind. I mean, it's it's hey, almost I, criminal I in nature. I do agree with that, but there are officers that work out there that work, even the from the young ones, all their life will yes. work uh, eight, sixteen, twenty-four Absolutely. hours of overtime every week because they want they need to make ends meet. If you if that's how you're trending your career, where you're a, a constant overtimer. You know, constantly picking up whatever you can. You're helping out the community. You're helping out yourself, your bank account. That's what you should get your pension on because you're earning it. But you're right. There are some of them that the last three years, they'll just jam it out and jam it out just to, to screw the system over. Yeah, that I agree with. That's a little that's a little dick. That's a that's kind of a bum move. But, you know, the ones that are that are out there doing the private duty jobs and all that other stuff, their entire career, crushing the overtime, they, their entire career because they have families to pay for and this, that, the other thing. They shouldn't be penalized upon retirement and say, no, 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 that's that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Well, you know, it, they put the time in. They put that they time in. They, but their their salary is their salary, and pensions are based upon salary, right? Not about salary plus overtime. It's based upon salary. the The average Joe, the you, the guy that owns the house in that town, has to pay for that retirement, and and it's not just for yeah. policemen. It's for firemen. It's for teachers. Right, it's for the health benefits of everybody working at City Hall, and it's for people who have no compunction about raising those numbers because you're going to keep paying it because you feel an obligation and a duty to the people in blue. And while that is indeed a valiant reason to do it, it doesn't make it right. Okay, I see what you're saying. I I I, re I can't argue with that. I would love to because I love winding you up and pissing you off, <laughs> but I, I can't argue with that. You make a valid point. Rarely do you make a valid point, but you you made one this time. Because I had a good taco. So <laughs> yeah. here's another point for you suckers up there that are going to stay in Connecticut, which, by the way, there's apparently a mass exodus uh, out of the state. I'm one of them. Um, 
the tolls are going to be coming, right? It's already passed committee. It's going to get passed through House and Senate. So the tolls are coming back. If you remember way back when, when that truck killed the people in the toll boots and they got rid of them, they said the only way that we yeah. can maintain the infrastructure in the state of Connecticut is by imposing a previously unimposed income tax, right? That's 6% at the time. So they're about to yeah. jack that up to 6.99% income tax in, in Connecticut, and they're bringing back the toll roads. I have to read a little more into that because I'd like to know where they're putting them, what the parameters are. You know, is it just going to be 84 and 91? Are they going to, I mean, how are they going to do this? I mean, obviously they're going to do it like a mainstream thing, like what they've done with the, the mass pike getting on the mass pike from Connecticut. They completely took out the toll booths and they went straight um, easy pass. Either easy pass or have easy pass. You read your license plate. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you drive basically. You don't even have to slow down. You drive through a scanner. They take a picture of your plate. Or if you have Easy Pass, it reads the Easy Pass. If you don't have that, they take a picture of your plate and they'll send you the bill in the mail. If it's like three bucks, they'll tack on fifty cents or whatever for a processing fee. I have Easy Pass, so you know it is what it is. They just take it right out of my account. But they're obviously going to do something like that here in Connecticut. They're not going to put toll booths in. I know a lot of people were freaking out. Oh, my God, the traffic's going to suck. It's not going to affect the traffic. Traffic's going to be the same. They're going to go with these scanners. So you're not even going to have to slow down. Half the time, you won't even notice that you're going by one of these damn things. But it's going to charge you. Of course, the state wants to get their money. They're going to be dipping into our pocket any way, shape, and form that they possibly can. But where are they? I didn't do any... Uh, research on this where, where are they putting them are they putting them obviously at the borders you know coming into the state going out of the state um uh, they'll have to put scanners at all the exits like what they do on the jersey turnpike and whatnot but i mean are the smaller highways going to be affected as route nine route two you know places like this are you know what what's i can't well the God, original so pissed <laughs> if they put it at every one of them the the original plan is for all, all the major interstates they're going to get uh, right. every exit, entry, and exit point on. And they're trying to get the, uh, the straight-through traveler. But uh, they, they're supposed to be talking about trying to exempt uh, Connecticut-based plates. But then uh, they would get sued uh, by trucking associations, by uh, motoring publics, by the AAA for making it discriminatory. And uh, so they may have to... Uh, course, tolls on all Connecticut vehicles as well. I think they would join the uh, the Easy Pass revolution. I mean, every other surrounding state has it. So oh yeah, I mean, no, it would, electronic. Yeah, probably have would, to jump Easy Pass. They would have to. They would do the same thing Massachusetts does. Uh, you uh, you drive yeah. through, and if you have Easy Pass, it tags you, and if not, they'll send you a bill in the mail. Well, I mean, what else is there other than? E- I mean, I know the Northeast uses Easy Pass, um, but I know there's like another company out there. In- I don't remember what it was called. Um, it was something similar to Easy Pass. Like I know down in South Carolina, there's one or two local toll roads, and they call that the Palmetto Pass. Yeah, I mean every state's got their own version of it, thing. but yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I just hope Connecticut doesn't do anything. I mean, if they're going to do something crappy like this, jump on the Easy Pass. Make it easy for the residents. Don't make this. It's already going to be a miserable, crappy, costly trans transition for us. Don't make it any worse. Jump on the easy pass because 
most people that you know go traveling from Connecticut have Easy Pass anyway. So let us just use that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I have to get a whole nother transmitter and account, I'm going to be pissed. It's just it. Uh, it's uh, not going to leave. <laughs> it depends. It depends the oh. money that they're looking to, to gain from it and what they're going to do with that money. I'll tell you what, though, we're going to talk more about that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. DNR Radio will return. Who doesn't like to be naked? Sure, we all do. But the police usually frown upon public nudity. Well, now you can stay out of jail and look good doing so with a t-shirt from Skunk Duck Design. From sports to politics to the wide world of nerdcraft, there's a shirt for you at Skunk Duck. They even have shirts for you for 20 followers. Skunk Duck shirts come in both regular and women's cut, and with sizes from extra small to 5XL, there's a shirt for everyone. Oh, did I mention they have hoodies too? Because they totally have hoodies. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design to get the shirt that's right for you. That's teespring.com slash stores slash skunk duck design. New shirts are being added all the time, so follow Skunk Duck on social media at facebook.com slash skunk duck design for all the latest updates skunk duck design the best ducking designs on the web they're not right wing they're not left wing no these fat bastards want the whole chicken and now back to dark side and rust dnr radio and we're back dnr radio and look at that the music just cut right out again i gotta i really gotta get better at these slide pot things i mean this that sucked that really so welcome <laughs> welcome back to the 25th episode 25 episodes and i still can't get it right Ugh. nothing but professional <laughs> god damn it that's all right. So, it so you know is. what? You want to complain about how horrible I am at this? Uh, Darkside yeah. can tell you exactly how to do that. At uh, dnrradio.net is the website. Uh, radio DNR. Oh, yeah, radio dnr at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Uvu, we're on Crack, we're everywhere. And uh, and just feel free to reach out. And touch yeah, crack. No, I I need I need I need some serious mescaline. <laughs> I really do. Uh, and you probably got some. You probably got a good line on it. Down I there, I probably could. Like, well, hold on. So so hold on. Let me let me tell you. So there's a town here, right? Yeah. So you mm -hmm. go you go about 15 miles east of where I am, right? So I'm in Far Texas. It's 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 pronounced Far. It's spelt Pahar. So uh, and so. 15, 15 miles east of here, there's a town. Uh, it's called Westlico. Now, I called it Westlaco, and they laughed at me. Uh, it's called Westlico. <laughs> so so you, you, you park your car uh, at the, the border control point uh, in Westlico, and you walk across the Rio Grande Bridge into Mexico uh, into a town. I think it's called Paradiso, right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a tourist town, right? It's where all the Americans go to buy eat and everything <clears throat> so you can get prescription drugs that would require prescription up here over the counter down there so like you take your kids to the doctor when they're feeling bad and the doctor gives you a z-pack right it's right. a it's a it's yep. old pack of antibiotics and everything and it costs you a fortune either through copay or yeah. through your insurance and everything right 
the same yeah. exact brand name Z packs in this town, twelve bucks. Get out. Well, like just dollars. the packaging. But is it just the packaging and they pack it full of some kind of crap? No. Nope. Like, I mean, is it reliable? Is yep. it trustworthy? It's the same brand name, really? same, yeah, everything. Yeah, but don't they check you coming back over the border? Oh, yeah, and they ask you what's in there. You just you tell them mean, medicine. Yeah, but you bought it out of the country. They don't take it from you? They don't confiscate it? Nope. Like, what if you go over there and you, like, stock up on Viagra and you're walking back, they're going to let you back in the country with it? People do don't it. Don't you have to, pro- like, provide a prescription or something? No, well, be, oh, people, no. Oh, you could, mule, you can get one. People no. mule heroin. <laughs> people mule all types of stuff back from, from Mexico. Right. I'm not saying, but I'm saying, like, legally, somebody like you or I were to walk over this bridge, okay? Have you been there yet? I have, have not. I, I'm, 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 I'm planning on okay. doing it maybe this weekend. So on a hypothetical situation, I come down to pay a visit to the old Russ boy. And me and you say, hey, man, let's go over to, you know, Mexico and hang out. And we go over there and we walk into a CVSO or whatever the hell they have. And we say, (laughs) holy crap. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) Donde es el el CVSO? (laughs) El Walgreenos. (laughs) So it's yeah, it's right next to Taco Bello. So listen, so we walk into we walk into a, a drugstore. Oh, I'm sorry, a pharmaceutical store, whatever the hell they call them down there. La farmacia. So you're saying they la farmacia, and they have the over the counter stuff like that. So you could walk in and just buy a Viagra and walk out. You're saying right? Right, and and if you need a prescription, they'll write you one. Okay, but here's my question though: Me and you, American citizens. There is no way, shape, or form we could pass for for Mexicans. No, we we don't. We walk over there. Yeah, we can. We we go over there on our little passports, and we're you know we go over for lunch and we putz around. And I say, hey, you know what, dude? I really want to give the old lady a good rogering later. And I pick up a pack of freaking Viagra and I stick it in my pocket. Walking back across the border, they don't check for a prescription or anything like that. They oh. just let me walk on back into into the United States with a pocket full of Viagra. They're looking for illegal drugs. Viagra is not illegal. It is that, legal. It is, but it is illegal for me to possess it in the in the United States because I don't have a prescription for it. It may not be a class one narcotic, but it's still a prescription drug. And that's why you ask La Farmacia guy if he can just write your prescription for it. What over in Mexico? Yeah. Okay, so you, you can walk over there and tell them, hey, write me a prescription for this and give me this stuff and, and walk out. Yep. I don't get that. I don't understand how that's... that's you don't have to get it. To I'm going to go I mean, get it. I'm going to go get it. <laughs> hey, bring me a doggy bag on your way back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what about like Vicodin and stuff like that? What about the good stuff? I, I, that I don't know. That I don't know. They told me about the, the you know, Z-Packs, antibiotics, Viagra, Cialis, stuff yeah. like that, but... I don't know about the good yeah, stuff, yeah, like yeah. Vicodins, because that huh. that's a class one, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean that I'm sure they'll they'll probably crush your crush your little baby nuggets over a little bit more on the way back through. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll get oh. you for it. Yeah. You haven't now do you have a pass uh, passport yet or a passport? Oh yeah, card I've, a passport, I've got a passport and a passport card. But you haven't gone over there yet, and it's like a spit's throw away. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, first off, I can't drive over there because I don't have uh, the right uh, car insurance, right? So my car insurance would have to change. See, that's the passport card. That's yeah, I got one of those too. Yep. <clears throat> so we, I got it for, but mine is for the other end. I got it when I went up to uh, Niagara Falls. Um, so yeah. <laughs> talking about 
I was asking if you'd go. Why oh, you gone over there? Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, how uh, I far are you from the border? From where I am now, it's about uh, eight miles, not even. And you haven't gone. No. So when I get over to Westlaco, huh. it's it's only walking across the Rio Grande Bridge. So you just you're you're stepping across the house that we're looking uh, at taking is going to be about five miles from the border. So it's going to be even closer. Right. Huh. And like once you get over there, you just get a taxi or something like that, right? Oh no! Everything's have, right there. Uh, I mean, the the walking boulevard is right there, like right on the the border. As soon as you get off the bridge. So when you walk across that bridge, everything's right there. Yeah. So you just park on the American side, walk over, have a good day, and then come back. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like Who Framed Roger Rabbit when he first gets to Toontown. You know, the wall comes down and <laughs> everybody's just dancing. You know, it's. I'm gonna take your word for it because. <laughs> you know, it. no, but the people who listen to the show know exactly what I'm talking about. They know who framed Roger Rabbit when he first went into Toontown. That, that's exactly how it is. So uh, I plan on. Hey, my furnace just kicked on. Did you hear it? No, I actually didn't. You, you hear? Okay. All right. <laughs> just cycling through. No, I never saw it before, but I've been trying to figure out like, you know, what, what do they have like Uber over there? You know, something. Hey, these are just questions that run through my brain, dude. Not everything. <laughs> not everything ends in an vowel, and it's a, it's not Italian. You know. Oh, the full crap. The heck, it doesn't, dude. Everything ends with a vowel. Uh, <laughs> can I have a, a an El Biro? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mucho gracioso. <laughs> yeah. Hola, Rafael. You know, listen, <laughs> Donde es la biblioteca? You know, if I come down there to visit you, dude, and we go over there, we are going to have to have bail money. Yeah, we're getting it's arrested, gonna man. Be... It's just, it's not going to be good. <laughs> and I don't even drink anymore, dude. It's going to be a trip, man. And, uh, you know, uh, I should just so... take you to Monterey where the cartel can get you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, good times. I'd be nervous. I, I, I wouldn't lie. I'd be nervous. Oh no, I mean they, they tell me all the time. How far away are you from San Antonio? I'm a, like, I'm a, I'm driving a, distance. I'm, I'm a couple hours away. I'm like three hours away. Really? Because I went out to. <clears throat> sorry, I went out to lunch today with a buddy of mine, and uh, we were sitting there, you know, shooting the crap, and and uh, he was talking, you know, we were just talking about our future and where we'd like to live and what we'd like to do. And I says, yeah, I told, told him the same thing I said earlier. I said, uh, you know, we're we're pretty much on the two-year plan unless something spectacular happens. And he says, well, where are you looking to move to? And I says, well, personally, uh, Virginia, North, South Carolina, maybe Georgia if something spectacular pops off. I said, but the old lady wouldn't mind moving back to Texas. And he goes, huh. And I says, what do you mean, huh? And he goes, and he says it just like this. He goes, you just want to move there because your butthole buddy moved down there. Don't be so, jealous. Now I'm, I'm a butthole like buddy. <laughs> now he's a listener. He likes the show. He's Where? Doing, but he was just messing around. But it was like, hey, dark side. Don't day as your butthole buddy. <laughs> Well, I told him, I says, no, the, the old lady used to live in San Antonio. I says, so that would be the area, uh, the general area and stuff. I says, and, and where he is, where my butthole buddy is, is, you know, a couple hours away. I took a guess at it, like an hour and a half, two hours away, whatever, but. I can't, I can't believe it. You're it, listening, it, it, dude. I'm a butthole buddy. That's a new, that's a. <laughs> 
Remember, remember my buddy back from the '80s, a little toy. My butthole buddy, my butthole buddy, my yeah, butthole Jimmy buddy, had, like, and me. And yeah, he did. He had the little beanie on him. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. that's where they got Chucky yeah, like from, Kenny man. Ruxpin. They got, they got, yeah, they got little bastards. Yeah, they got Chucky from that. So speaking, speaking of creepy Ruxpin. and dolls, did you see? And you probably didn't because why would you? Somebody skinned a tickle me Elmo, oh. and then and then Recently? tickled it. Yeah, and it was on. It's all over YouTube and and uh, Facebook. Oh, creepy! So, no, I don't want to see that. It, it is creepy AF. It is it is just That's, disturbing on so many levels. There are some sick people out there. You know, they had YouTube videos this past Christmas of uh, people cutting open and dissecting the elf on the shelf. No. Did you see those this past year? It sucked because my daughter saw them. She's seven years old, okay, and we do the whole, we have an elf, the damn thing's name is Martin, working third shift, I get home from work every morning at six in the morning, and I got to remember to hide Martin in a different place, because for those of you that don't know what the magic of Elf on the Shelf is, it's a little stuffed, I mean, this thing probably only cost a quarter to make, but they hit you up for like 25 bucks for it. $30! Yeah, they screw you, and it's like... 50 cents worth of material but you take this damn elf okay and it comes out the day after thanksgiving and the christmas magic is in the air and it's santa's helper wait is mr christmas disparaging the magic have you done elf on the shelf dude we we we, we have his name is ken d kane oh my god that's worse than martin (laughs) i thought you know i gotta be honest with you i had i helped name the the elf martin because i have a bow for when i used to go bow hunting and i have a martin bow so i'm like i will name a martin i'd like totally rednecked out on this damn thing but it's a pain in the ass dude Ours is cute. Kendi Kane. Gotta, Where's Kendi Kane? Oh, yeah. Dude, my old lady went and bought clothes, elf on the shelf clothes for this damn thing. Wait, she, she kind of change it up a bit. Wait, the woman that makes costumes for guinea pigs bought a costume for the elf on the <laughs> <Yeah>. shelf. <laughs> well, they were on clearance at like uh, Hobby Lobby or <laughs> something like that. It was. It, that's it was like Ronald McDonald going to Burger King. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Well, I just don't think she wanted to take the time when it was all on clearance. So she bought a bunch of crap for clearance. It's easier but, uh, making costumes for guinea pigs. It, it, well, hey, she had a special order from a friend of hers. <laughs> it is what it is. But you got to hide these damn elves every morning, you know, because, you know, the, at nighttime when the kids go to sleep, the elf goes back and talks to Santa, and then it comes back the next morning, and it's in a different place. It's you, it's you wake up every morning, you have to find the elf hiding in the house somewhere. It's, it's so, the indoctrination of children into the acceptance of voyeurism. Letting them know it, that the government really is. is going to be watching them, <laughs> and they need to get comfortable with that fact. We are breeding a society of conspiracy theorists using Martin and other Elf on the Shelf products. That's it, man. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. Wait. Well, they, but then some sick bastard went and bought one and decided to to do a YouTube video of cutting this thing apart <laughs> and showing what's inside of it and stuff. I didn't know about it. I had no idea this guy did this video until Kira comes up to me and says, Daddy, did you see on, on the computer the guy that cuts open a elf on the shelf and cuts him apart? And I'm like, I'm like, and she kind of had that look in her face, like, you know, kind of mortified <laughs> almost. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, yeah, great, you douche. Why don't you just tell everybody Santa's not real while you're at it? And I'm like, ah, Kira, I says, don't worry. I says, that's an old one that had no more magic left. So 
it got put out to pasture. He's, I'm like, he's I paid dead some now. Crap, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's he was a dead one. That was just Akira. Listen, bear, that was just an autopsy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they did want an autopsy. <laughs> they did want to Aaron Hernandez. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happens when you die, bear. Everybody gets a part of your organs. <laughs> you know? like, so, I I'm like I can't believe some of the crap they put out there. Well, you know, speaking of Aaron Hernandez, uh, you know, we keep sending him messages of support. Hang in there, Aaron. Hang in there. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, I've got no sympathy for that lower. guy. How much slower. I have sympathy for his mom. His just keep swinging, swinging, cool, swinging, you know? swinging. Just keep swinging, swinging. I do, I do disagree with how they're idolizing him and how they're making him a freaking hero. That's bullcrap. And now because of some petty bullcrap Massachusetts law, they're, because he died, regardless of how the person dies, there was no specifics set into that law. But because he died in the process of an appeal, technically, because of Massachusetts loophole laws, his original conviction could be completely thrown out and found innocent. If that's the case, then his family is going to go after the crafts and, and whatever else for all the funds that, and because they, they might be entitled to all that money. That's sickening. I mean, listen, his daughter, she isn't innocent in all this. She's a complete innocent. And you know what? If the craft foundation wants to take care of her and just set her up a college fund or something like that, I, I, I don't think I would have a hard time with that. But to try to go after his contract money and his bonus cash and all that other stuff because of a loophole, no, that's bull. That is bull. The system, that, that that's a system we that. believe in. That's a system we love. So sometimes you have to take the bad with the good, I assume, right? Yep. Yeah, man, it is what it is. A lot, a lot of stuff online about that, though. It's been pretty... Uh, it's kind of humorous, but poking fun at tragedy, you know, or, well, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but you know what? You spend that much time staring at the computer, you wind up with a broken neck, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, on that note, we're just going to. Son of a bitch. We're, we're just going to swing on out of here, so. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Are you serious? Hey, listen. You know the weird dude. Okay, so it's 10.15 my time right now. We were, we're recording the show, what is today, Tuesday night? Yes, it is. Uh, and it's it's 10.15 p.m. my time. Everybody upstairs in my house is supposed to be sleeping. Um, underneath I just my son's turned room, off the music again. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, dude, because this is... I'm wondering, I think he's beating off up there. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I mean, it's, it's, I don't. Shh, all I hear is. You might hear. <laughs> uh, they call it fapping. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he is. I don't know what that uh, is. No, I don't think he is. He knows I'm awake, for Christ's sake. God, I hope at least he wouldn't, dude. Well, it can't be any worse than some of the noises he hears because my, my room is up above his. <laughs> so it can't, it can't be any worse than some of the noises he's probably heard coming from our room. <laughs> oh, oh, daddy. Oh, oh daddy. <laughs> Oh my God! There's some. The, the house is falling. <laughs> Something's going on. Uh, Jesus, okay? Dark Side, could you just be done already? <laughs> could you finish already? I gotta get to sleep. 
I hope I hope he would at least give me some kind of like signal, like you know, when he's about to like stomp on the floor three times like a horse. It's like the know, sock like, on the doorknob. You <laughs> <laughs> had the roommates back in the day. Now, uh, this you know, is not so the way. Yeah. This is not the way we yeah. expected the 25th episode to go. Listen, dude, there's so much, it's so different now being all by my lonesome down here. At least back in the old DNR studios, dude, like, you know, we had our surrounding. We were kosher, <laughs> man. And I'm telling you, dude, I am the Unabomber down here. <laughs> I'm sitting down like, I mean, I'm huddled in my basement doing satellite radio or something, you know, like I'm talking to the masses about the moon landing. It's like, and, your son, and your son rubbing one out. <laughs> uh, well, hey, at least at least somebody's touching it. Let him, you know, let him have it. You know? So he's practicing safe sex. It's cool. All right with that. So you want to get in touch with us, just like uh, Dark Side Sun's getting in touch with himself, uh, reach out to us. As long as, not, as, long as nothing drips through the floorboards. <laughs> Radio DNR. <laughs> gmail.com dnrradio.net uh, Facebook, Twitter uh, somebody reach out and touch them please just touch them already <laughs> poor That's dark great. side oh, yeah, this hey, is listen. Russ we haven't well, we haven't done it in a while. Graphics by Skunk Duck Designs in Modulex, New England, uh, hooked us up with the banner. So quick props to uh, friends of the show. And uh, again, if you're in Bristol, you need auto work done and you don't want to go to Darkside uh, uh, Backyard Mechanic, uh, Black Bear Auto uh, on Frederick Street or Andrew Street, one or the other. It's in Bristol. We love our friends Check of the show. We, we love our friends out there yeah. listening to the show. Uh, so don't, don't forget, tune in uh, each and every week when we get around to it. Listen to a fresh episode yeah. of DNR Radio. For Dark Side, having any technical problems? For Dark Side, this is Russ, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>